You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. What a guest we have for you today, Christoph Strasser, checking in from Austria. It is an honor to be talking with you. Thank you so much for taking the time, Christoph. Hi, George. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy to have the chance to talk to you, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the interview. Well, last time I saw you was in Oceanside at the beginning of Race Across America, and I actually had so many questions when I saw you. You had two amazing rams, and I was just wondering how you were able to mentally get up to do ram again, especially after the incredible ride you had at the 24-hour world record that you set. How were you able to do that? Yeah, it was. Um, I was thinking after ram 2014, after the uh, the very fast record time, um, I was thinking how to... Or what to do next year? What to, what which races I should do next next year? Because for me it's it's definitely clear I want to keep on on ultra cycling races for the next few years. So I didn't think of should I go on or not. I just was thinking which races should I do? And Ram is the number one popular ultra cycling race in the world. So when you want to make a living from cycling, which is, I'm very lucky that I can make a living from cycling. Um, you need to have some media attention. You need to have sponsors and sponsors and media here in Austria and Europe. They are very interested in RAM. So this was the one side. And the other side was, I just, um, I just didn't want to stop. So I was hoping and I was thinking and I still think that RAM can be done in seven and a half days. So there is a very small chance to, to still uh, gain some time. But the most important thing for me is I like what I do. I like cycling. And, and yeah, if you want to make a living, you need to do a big race to, to get the sponsors. And so RAM was just, yeah, it, I didn't think too long about it. I was, I was very sure to do it again. And, but it's, still needed another goal. So that was the reason why I did the 24-hour records in, in spring, to have one goal between um, or before the next ram. Now, you put all of your energy, I would assume, into training for that 24-hour record. How did that affect your performance in Race Across America 2015? Yeah, I think it didn't affect me... Um, in a physical way, because I was I was very fit, I was in a good uh, training condition. Uh, I had enough time to recover after 24-hour record. But now, after Ram is over, um, when I look back, I think I had a motivational problem for a few weeks after the record because um, I was hungry to do Ram, but after the record, I was tired. It took a few weeks um, to get into the training mode again, um, and then somehow I lost, yeah, I lost the good feeling which I had before the record. So I think I had some motivational problems before RAM, and but I fixed them. I mean, the last the last seven weeks before RAM, I was training like, yeah, like ever, like in my best time. But after the record, yeah, it was it was tough time going on. Now, what was it like for you after RAM? That had to be that had to take a real emotional toll on you. Yes, I mean this is one of the yeah of the of the worst things that can happen to to a man who is 
straining a whole year, um, putting a lot of money into into another RAM participation, and then you have to stop and you have to accept that your body just got ill and, and there is nothing you could do about it because it was very hot, it was a very tough race, and I'm just an ordinary human being and not a, not a machine or not a superhero. So I can get ill like anybody else. And then, so I just had to accept what happened, but still I had to, to try to find out why it happened and why, why I, I got pneumonia and um, the high elevation sickness. Yeah. And the race around Austria is still very tough race. I mean, it's it's the same climbing like Ram, but on the half distance. Um, it was very hot that year. It was raining a lot last year, so you can have very bad weather in the race around Austria. And I had one DNF in that race, 2010, so I knew I can also get the high altitude sickness in the race around Austria. And I was very afraid of uh, that I get sick again. So this was a big... Um, thing to come over after Ram. So, Christoph, what was that two months like for you between Race Across America and then Race Around Austria, mentally and physically? Yeah, uh, the physical part was not not so bad because because after that illness, uh, you can recover in a very short time. It just took me about two weeks. Uh, then I was on the bike again. I started training again. But the very big problem was to get uh, to trust my body again, um, to get yeah, to get 100% uh, of trust back because my body didn't work in RAM. So I was hoping that he would work again in Race Around Austria, and that race is very difficult. I mean, there is a lot of climbing. It's the same um, climbing like RAM, but on the half distance. Last year it was very cold and rainy. This year it was very hot. So I was also DNF. I had one DNF in Race Around Austria five years ago. So I was a little bit afraid. And I had to ask myself, should I stop the season? Should I tell my sponsors I was ill? I need a long time to recover. So I don't do any races anymore. Uh, nobody would be bad about it. So everybody would have understood. So it, it would have been easy after Ram to say, okay, the year is over. But I wanted to um, to face the fear I had and to do the race around Austria because I needed to find out if I can do it without getting sick. And after that, I was so happy that, that my body was working again, my mind was working again. Uh, we tried, before the race, we tried to find out the reasons why I was getting sick and, and we developed a plan how to do race in Austria without getting the same problems like in, in RAM and it was working. So I'm very positive that we can use the same strategy in the next few years in big races. Now, after your success at race around Austria, you had a very bad accident. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, I was so happy after racing with Austria. I was just yeah enjoying. We were on on vacation, my girlfriend and me. And when I come home, um, I was getting on the bike just for an easy two-hour uh, ride. And and after one hour, a car was hitting me from the side. So I was on a big road. 
and the car came from a very small road and and yeah so the crash happened i was falling with 50 k per hour i was touching the ground with my right shoulder and my right knee and that was the moment when um i had the broken patella and I was dislocating my right shoulder and even some some other things were hurt in my shoulder so I needed a surgery and three weeks after the accident I, I did the surgery and now it's it's just one month ago and I can start do some rehab and start easy training again. So I think the worst part is behind me. I'm looking forward to yeah, to get to get healthy again and to sit on the bike again in the next few months. So, Christoph, at the moment that you were going down in that accident, going through your mind, what was that like? Were you thinking, oh, my gosh, my cycling career? Were you thinking, what was that like? I've been through that a few times yeah, myself. It was, it was very much like you said. Um, I was thinking, oh, my God. I was feeling the pain in my shoulder, and it was, I had some... Um, um, some problems with my right shoulder in the past, so I knew this is a um, weak part in my body, and I was just thinking, oh my God, the shoulder is broken again, or something is hurting my shoulder, and I hope that I I can I can use it again in the future. So it would be very bad if you if your shoulder is is so hurt that you cannot use it for the rest of your life, or you have some some damage for the rest of your life. So that was my first thought, and the second thought was. I hope I can I can keep on cycling in the future because that's what I that's what my life is about. So over the top cycling, we are visiting with Christoph Strasser from Austria. Christoph, so you've been off the bike for a month. What's been your state of mind during that? Have you resented not being able to ride, or have you kind of gotten into the recovery aspect? Um, no, I was. I'm very relaxed uh, thinking about that uh, because you know there are very important things in life and one of them is being healthy and and having a healthy body so i was just thinking i want to get out from bed i want to get back on the bike maybe but i don't stress myself I, i take enough time to get up again and then i will I will start training again, but it's not my first thought. You know, there are more important things in life than cycling. Cycling is great, but when you're when you're yeah hurt in an accident, when you are really uh, badly hurt, then cycling is not so important than just getting healthy again. What's been your rehab process? Um, obviously, you've had trouble with the shoulder before. What have you been doing to getting the strength back? Um, I was in the hospital for one whole week. Um, the first four days I was, uh, I had to stay in bed for 24 hours a day because a part of a bone from my hip was taken and put into my shoulder to get, to get, uh, the shoulder fixed again. So I had a lot of pain in my, in my hip. So I couldn't walk the first days. But then we started to, to do some practice, um, every day getting moving your shoulder uh, a physiotherapist tells me with that who is uh, the same man which is a crewing for me in race across america so he also helps me now to get 
um, to do the rehab for my shoulder. And so now I'm like pedaling on the home trainer for 30 minutes a day and doing all the exercises on the upper body. And I think in a few months I will raise my hands uh, like straight to the, uh, yeah, like straight to heaven, which is not possible now. I can just move my, my right arm like 90 degrees, but not 180 degrees. So this will take a few months, but I think I can do some serious training in about two weeks. That's fantastic. Now, you have been able to make a living as a cyclist over the last year. Have your st- sponsors stood by you throughout this, this period? Yes, all of them. Um, they were the first ones who were sending me messages and, and uh, sending me good wishes. So all of them are standing behind me and all of them said that they will uh, support me in the future. So they are much more thinking about the whole thing, not just one success or one race, but they are supporting me as a person. And that's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing. I'm very happy about that situation. And who are your sponsors? Specialized, we know? Yes. My main sponsor is the Austrian company Wiesbauer. They are making like uh, sausages and, and meat products. They are under... Um, they are supporting me since 2007. It was my first very small sponsor, but we were growing together in the last years. And Specialized is a very big sponsor with bikes and equipment. And Oweo, which is um, bike jerseys, bike fitting in your own design. So these are my, my biggest sponsors, but there are still a lot of, of other ones who are providing like knowledge they are providing like um equipment or something nutrition so i have a lot of sponsors and i'm very thankful to all of them now when you're rehabbing goals can become so different as you said yeah i want to be able to reach my hand up to heaven can't do that right now what are your current goals and then what are your goals eventually with cycling for next year my cycling goals for next year, I will, I'm thinking a lot of them. Um, I'm making a lot of ideas, but I'm not 100% sure yet because at first I want to know for sure that my shoulder will be able to do eight days on the bike. And RAM is in tune, so it could be very close. Maybe RAM is possible, but maybe RAM is a little bit too early. So it could be that I skip one year and come back to RAM in 2017, but it's all just an idea. It's not. It's not sure. But I will. I wanted to race around Austria again, and maybe some something like the 24-hour record last spring. Um, maybe something in that in that kind. But I wanna decide for 100% at the end of the year. So in the first January, I wanna know for myself which races I'm doing next year. So, Christoph, I know we spoke before. You were telling me that you use the indoor trainer uh, a lot with your training. Um, so, yes. in a way, you're you're right back at home. Um, the indoor trainer has has a lot of positive things. Uh, one thing is um, you're independent from bad weather, and Austrian winters are sometimes really cold and wet and a lot of snow. So it's it's good to to have an indoor trainer, 
And when you did some some hours, some days and some weeks, then you begin to like like it more and more. And meanwhile, I do, I mean, not at the moment, but in the last years, in the last winters, I do a lot of training while I can do some work on the computer. So when I do six hours on the indoor trainer today, I can use three hours for maybe emails or something like that. And the other three hours are 100% concentration uh, to my training, listening to music or something. But this is another good thing. And, and of course, you have a very exact training. You can, you can exactly adjust your, your performance, your power output, and it makes the training ride much more efficient. Because when you're outside, of course, you have the elements, you have the weather, you have the practice, how to handle the bike, how to handle traffic. And this is very important. But if you do only outdoor training, I think, personally, um, you will miss some quality, like interval training or something, which is better on the indoor trainer because you can exactly adjust the, yeah, the power. I think something we all want to know, what music do you listen to on the trainer? <laughs> uh, it's, it's very different. Um, of course, I have some some songs which are very special for me, giving me motivation. Uh, it's like it's like yeah, I don't know, ACDC, Foo Fighters, Coldplay. Sometimes some club music, some remixes, some disco sounds. Um, yeah, there is one playlist for being in a great mood. One playlist for when you are tired, when you need. Um, yeah, when you need more motivation. There is one playlist when you're just now in the flow and you want to keep going. Um, yeah, so we have different different songs for different situations. I got to say, I love the variety. From ACDC to Coldplay to yeah. Disco, you are awesome. Yeah, but when you're riding through a thunderstorm, uh, you need to listen to ACDC. But <laughs> there is just no other thing. <laughs> It's the only song which is suitable for, for thunderstorms like in Kansas or something. Christoph, it's great to hear you sounding so good, so up. <laughs> and uh, I really wish you the best through your rehab. And it's Thank you. amazing how people who have had forced time off the bike can really come back and have some amazing performances afterward. Yeah, and and I think this is a, this is a very important thing. The, coming back from when you have a really bad time. And yeah, this year I have to challenge myself the second time. So I had, I had one comeback after RAM with the successful race on Austria. Now I need to have another comeback after the crash, but I'm sure I will also be able to, to do that and to be strong on the bike in the next year. Christoph Strasser on Over the Top Cycling. Great to visit with you. From Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.